So I have something I want to do for the kids. Raise your hand if you're a kid here tonight. We got several of you. All right. Some of you who say, well, I kind of act like a kid. Yeah, you don't count. Um, but if you are a child, and um, we'll just, we'll just kind of see who comes. If you're a child, I want you to come up here to the front. I want you to just come and standing, uh, sit down on the floor if you want. We're just going to, this is something really quick that I want to do for you. So kids, come on up. Trish, you want to help me? We have, go ahead, come on up. We have something we want to give you. And that might change some of your mind about coming up. You're like, what? They're going to give us something? Well, if that's the case, some of you definitely want to be kids. So come on on. Come on up. Go ahead, start passing them out. So I don't want you to open this yet, okay? You can't open it until you get back to where your parents are at. So you got to just be patient. I know that's hard. Any more kids? Even if we have some... Uh, Middle school, you got middle school kids? Anybody else that want to come on up? All right. So as they're coming on up, I want you to know inside of this envelope is something special just for you, okay? And so I, I want you guys to look at me, and I want you to think about what's inside of this envelope because inside this envelope is something that is unique, that you don't see very often, and it's something valuable, and you know what? When I think about you, I think about all of you are unique. You're different and you are valuable. Like there is something about you that makes you extra special. Do you believe that? Do you believe that you're extra special? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. And so in this envelope, it reminds you, it will remind you of the number two, okay? And it made me think of the two greatest commandments that God gives his people. And you know what those two greatest commandments are? Love, do you know what it is? Huh? Okay, love God and then love each other. Did you know that? Those are the two things that he asked all of us to do. Love him and love the people around you. Isn't that pretty cool? And so there's a note inside there that'll help your parents kind of explain it more to you and things that you can do after you get home later on tonight, okay? All right? Well, Merry Christmas. Bless you. Come on. Go back, go back and find your family. Don't forget your gift. Now, did the rest of you, get, did you get your gift when you came in tonight? Hopefully, if you did not get a gift that was wrapped up, hopefully we'll have plenty of those to go around. Because that gift is going to be something you're going to be able to use immediately. And it's definitely something you're going to be able to use here um, in February, here at our church. We're, we're going to go through the whole New Testament in eight weeks, starting in February. And we're going to use January as an opportunity to get prepared for that. And that's what that gift is. That gift is the Word of God, which is a gift that will continue to uh, give to you over and over and over again. So do you have a favorite Christmas song? Any favorite Christmas songs? Anyone would be willing to admit that Grandma Got Ran Over, ran over by a Reindeer is your favorite Christmas song? If that is you, you've been drinking too much eggnog, you need to cut it out. That was a funny song when, when we were younger, obviously, but then as you got a little bit older, it's like, that's just crazy. Reindeer aren't even real, real right? Well, I guess they are, but... I have a favorite Christmas song. My favorite Christmas song is Oh Holy Night. 
And we're going to sing that song here in just a little while. But before we do that, I want, I want, to, I want to use this opportunity tonight to, to kind of teach through this song. This song was written in 1847. And it was written by a man. His name was Placide Capot. And Placide Capot was a French poet. He was an author. He was a lawyer. And he was actually a seller of wine. So we know right away that he was not a Baptist. It's okay to laugh at that joke. Unless you're Baptist. You might be offended by that. He was asked by his priest to write a poem for Christmas. And supposedly he penned these words on a stagecoach on his way to Paris. And he wrote the words to O Holy Night. So it goes like this. O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. In the night, or it is the night of our dear Savior's birth. This was the first Christmas. A night like no other night. Holy. Set apart. Unlike any other. The Savior's birth is the reason that we gather on this night. Because this night is holy, and it's set apart from the rest of the year. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take some time, right now, the best you can, to treasure this moment. Because we're not going to have this moment ever again, just like this. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to treasure the people close to you, like in proximity. I want you to treasure them. I want you to, I want you to look at them. And, I, you know, you don't have to say anything mushy unless you really have something you want to say. But I want you to just treasure. Now, if you're here alone, I want you to think about people that you care about, the people in your family, those that, uh, that weren't able to be with you this evening for whatever reason. There's a scripture that says, let us be still and know that he is God. It's hard to be still, isn't it? Especially if you're sitting next to small children. <laughs> you're like, I'm trying, Brady, to treasure this moment, but it's not easy. But it's worth it. It's worth it. The song goes on to say, long lay the world in sin and error pining. Kind of a strange phrase. But the reality is that some things never change. The world is still lost in sin. We have seen so much evidence of that in the past year. As we look back, 2016 has been a difficult one for so many, for so many reasons. I mean, it's been a good one too, but it's been a difficult one. There's been a lot of tragedy, a lot of loss, a lot of heartache. I realized earlier this evening that someone actually got into my closet and shrunk my suit sometime during 2016. Not sure who did that or how that happened, but it's real. The struggle is real. And we are groaning, it says. The, the, the world itself is groaning, which is the word for pining, for Jesus to come again. Like back then they were pining, they were, they were groaning for Jesus to come, the Messiah to come. And still to this day, here we are, still waiting 
and groaning for Jesus to come and to save us forever. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. The first advent, the coming of Jesus, reminded people of God's love for them. Now hear me, on this night, we are blessed with a different perspective than they had back then. We are on the other side of the cross. We look at the cross, and when we look at it, we can see our worth. We can see how much God truly valued us. We see that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave. That's, that's his gift to the world was Jesus. And when we see that, we can, and we should, worship him. So it goes on to say, a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. When we realize our worth, we experience Maybe for the first time, his great love for us. One of our taglines around here a lot is like that you would experience the compassionate love of the Father. That you would know that. That you would feel that and experience that in a new and fresh way when you walk into the doors. When we discover that in him, we can find rest. And when we rediscover that no matter how difficult the current season that we are in, his mercies are new every morning. Especially that morning. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, his mercies are new. So no matter where it is that you are, no matter where it is that you've been, God's there with you. He was there with you, he's here with you now, and he'll be there waiting for you tomorrow. And so because of that, here's our response. And this is my favorite part of the song. When it builds to this place, when it says, fall on your knees. Now we don't do that. Maybe as often as we should in our culture. But we realize that we are created we are created to worship him. That's why you breathe in and out. That's why we're here. We are created to worship him. So tonight, let us set our affections not on created things, but instead on the creator of all things. The song says, oh, hear the angel voices. Now, Eliza read about how the last few weeks we've heard about the angels coming and speaking to different characters in the story. What would your call this Christmas be? If an angel came to you, what would your call be? What would he say to you? Would it be to prepare your heart for Jesus to come in? Would the angel ask you to provide a place for Jesus to dwell so that others might see his peace in you and experience his peace through you? O night divine, O night when Christ was born, O night divine, O night, O night divine. And then there's a second verse, which is actually, we actually, you know, sing it as the third verse. But for some reason, you know, we kind of skip over the second verse. Did anybody know there was a second verse to this song that we don't sing very often? 
I honestly uh, didn't know that. I didn't, I was like, to me, I was like, what is the deal? Why, why have we skipped this verse? I feel like part of my childhood had been a lie. You know, like all these years at church, we skipped this verse. We'll get to that here in just a minute. So it says, truly he taught us to love one another. His law and his gospel is peace. Change, chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. Now that is good news, my friends. That is good news every day. That is good news tonight. Jesus said that everything hangs on these two commandments that I talked about with the kids a little bit ago, and that is to love God and love others. And the truth is, it's not that complicated. It's not that complicated, but we make it sometimes too complicated, really. But like Joseph, will we answer the call to walk in obedience to these commandments, to love him and to protect our brother? No matter what position of society we find those around us in, will we love them? Will we be real with them? Will we be authentic with them? Do you know Jesus came to set people free? And he wants us to help make that happen in the world that we live in. Do you know that? Do you know that's another reason why we breathe in and out? It's so that we can be agents of change. We can be the people that come and we can actually be Jesus to those around us. I read this quote a few weeks ago and I'll read it again tonight. Listen to this. It says, let Jesus be incarnate in your life. Like, let Jesus come in your life and then maybe when you have stooped to serve the desperate and dying you will hear them say the word Emmanuel, which we know is God with us. When Christ becomes real and flesh in your life, you will hear those you are serving maybe say these words to you. I cannot help but believe in Christ because I have seen him in your life. Calvin Miller was the guy who wrote those words. And, and I'll just be honest with you as much as I possibly can in this lifetime that's what I would love people to say about me the Brady that I see Jesus in you I see him in you when you when you come and you just talk to me when you hang out with me when you preach or when you do this whatever and then, and here's the truth there's a battle that goes on and there's a way a war that is waged that tries to keep me from being that I promise you that's true but that's really truly my Desire, And that's truly our goal as followers of Jesus, for others to see Christ in us. The song says, sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we. With all our hearts we praise his holy name. Christ is the Lord, oh praise his name forever. His power and glory evermore proclaim. Maybe God is calling you this night. Maybe your calling tonight is to praise him. Not just to sing another song, not to just attend church. Maybe God is calling you to really praise him by taking steps of faith that show your respect and your gratitude and your love for him. Because here's the thing, when we praise him, guess what we get? We get joy, inexpressible joy that you cannot find and you will not find under a tree this Christmas. It's only found in Jesus. So remember that mystery verse? 
Here's, here's part of that verse. This is what it says. The king of kings lay thus in a lowly manger. In all our trials, born to be our friend. He knows our need to our weakness, no stranger. Would you allow those truths to sink deep within you this evening? Jesus wrapped himself in flesh and he came to walk upon this earth. To enter into our lowest of lows. And to be amidst our highest of highs. This is God with us. This is Emmanuel. He knows where you've been. He knows where you are. And he knows what tomorrow brings. And he's not afraid of it. And you shouldn't be either. Because he's going to be there with you. And then it says, behold your king, the king that would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And then it finishes with this. It says, before the lowly bend, behold your king, your king before him bend. That is our posture before the king. We don't go before the king demanding something from him. Like you owe me something, God. Instead, we bow before him and we offer him the only thing, only thing that's really worthy of, of what he's done for us. And that is ourselves. That is our life. That is, that is all that we are. We give ourselves to him. My question to you tonight as we finish up our time together is he your king? Is he your king? Do you follow him? Do you worship him? Do you value him the way that he values you? The right answer to that question makes all the difference in this life and the life to come. We were joking in the hallway. Everybody's like, whoa, Brady, man, you're in a suit. Whoa, what, what's happening here? Like, are we in the right church? You know, what's going on? And I say, yeah, usually when you see me, someone's getting married or buried. When I dress like this. The truth is, how we answer that question, is he our king, changes everything when it comes really to both those things, getting married or buried, <laughs> changes everything. And how, we are, how we lived as a married couple and how we die as a follower of Jesus. The Bible says that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Do you know that? Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. So I would encourage you to choose to bow this day in reverence to the king instead of waiting until you have to bow when you don't want to hopefully that makes sense to you because this is the king that we serve this is the king who came in flesh to dwell in the ugliest part of humanity so that he could live a perfect life so that he could die on a cross 
and raise again three days later so that death would be conquered and the greatest gift to all mankind would be life that lasts forever. Please tell me that moves your heart. Please tell me that makes a difference. I hope that it does. I hope that it does. I encourage you to choose to bow this night and watch what God does in your life. Watch what he does. Let's pray. As the worship team comes and as we prepare to uh, finish up this night, Lord, I pray. I pray for the symbolism that we will see in the lighting of these candles. Let it be light coming from Christ himself into dark places, into this world and into our own hearts. Would your light show the way? Would your light reveal dark places in our hearts that we need to, to be done with this evening? And as each light spreads from one person to another, would that be the, the truth of who this king is? Would it pass from us to others that we come in contact with? None of us know, Lord, none of us know how much time we have left here on this earth. God, let us make every day count. Let us make every day count. Let us learn to bow low before you in order to serve others in this world that we live in. Let us spend our days being Jesus to those around us. Let us find purpose in that. Let us find our call of Christmas in that, Lord, more than anything else this year. God, I praise you for each and every individual that's here tonight. I praise you for what you're going to do in them and through them. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the manger. But God, thank you that it didn't stop there. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the resurrection of Jesus to give us hope. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your joy. Would we worship you tonight in a way that it brings honor to you, the way that you deserve, Lord. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. So this is how it's going to work. Um, They're going to begin singing, O Holy Night. And we're going to um, light a candle. I didn't get a candle. There's one up there. All right. So I'm going to come. Let me come down here real quick. Ashton, where are you at? You know the house lights? Would you go and bring them down? So we do something a little bit different at our church. We, leave, we let the light, the Christ candle burn every week because we feel like Jesus is always burning. <laughs> and so I'm going to light my candle from the Christ candle. And when we get to Silent night, let's stand up. Until then, just worship right where you're at. Well, Merry Christmas. So excited that you came to be with us this evening. Just a couple of things to let you know about. Um, we will not have church tomorrow morning here at, uh, at school. And a few of us are going to be going down to 
Hope City. It's a ministry down in the city down off of 24th and Van Brunt. We're going to be uh, just eating pancakes with people who are a little less fortunate than we are and uh, hopefully being Jesus in the flesh to them. And if you say, hey, that sounds like something I would love to be a part of, then meet here at 845 right out in front of the school by the flagpole and you can go with us. We'll be there a couple hours and uh, come back um, back to your homes. And so that's just something we feel like we were able to do because we weren't going to be having church. We gave you a gift tonight, and we want you to hold on to it, and we want you to use it, and we want you to come back um, and begin to, to just dive into the complete story of the New Testament of the Bible. And like I said, we'll start in um, February, and we'll go through the whole thing by the end of March, and you'll have read the whole New Testament. That could be a, like a New Year's resolution, right? Say, hey, I'm going to read the Bible, and you can start. We'll, we'll help you for the first few months get through that. So I want to ask you to give me a gift. Give me a gift. For one, would you make sure that you fill out the attendance sheets? You pull that off your bulletin, fill it out, uh, one per family, and just drop it in the um, offering basket as you go tonight. And if you've come prepared to give an offering, um, I just want to promise you that the money that you give uh, is used not only to minister to this community, but it's used to minister to the, the city of Kansas City, uh, to the nations. Our church has been a part of planting a church in Cuba, and we didn't even know it. We gave money to a ministry, and they planted a church in Cuba with it. And so the light of Jesus is going all the way out to all kinds of different places in the earth because of what gets done right here in this building. And so... Um, just want to encourage you to be a part of that. Trish, is there anything else we, that you can think of that we need to say? You guys ready to, to go back to your homes and enjoy just being with your family? Remember, treasure each other, love one another, um, forgive one another. Sometimes that's necessary um, in families for sure. And I just pray that you will know the hope and the peace and the love and the joy that comes only in Christ this Christmas. Bless you as you go. Thank you for being here. Ashton, if you're back there, would you go turn the house lights up for me real quick? That way we can see to get out of here. Blow your candles out and we'll uh, collect them as you're leaving. There'll be a basket to put those in. And uh, just bless somebody around you tonight before you go.